0: Isn't it curious that every member of your family has a different voice? That a baby can recognise their mother's voice from inside the womb? That identical twins have the exact same vocal cords but usually don't sound similar? And teenagers can sense the tone of their dad's voice when he says... I'll think about it. ...even over WhatsApp. I'll think about it. Let your family follow their curiosity with unlimited data when you bring everyone's plans together on Vodafone's Multimobile Red family plan. Get a third plan for only €15 per month. 12-month contract, €15 per month. Max speed, 10 megabits per second. Applies when you add Red Unlimited Sim only as a third plan with
1: Red Family. See Vodafone.ie for full terms. Hello!
0: Listen, you smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Chanster. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we are fumbling around for a, a, a time. I used fumbling last time. You can't go no, using my words. Around. No, we are, we are, well, bad,
1: bad, bad. we Foundering. are failing to think of an F word. We're
0: failing to think of an F word to suit this because I realized we hit record before I thought of one. <laughs> yeah, that's the second um, time you've done it. You suck, Josh is. Uh, Josh is, is sadly still dead. Yeah. Um. We The, the voodoo. Uh, person that we use for you, Chancer, is yeah. there on holidays in Hawaii. It's not going to be back for like another two weeks or so. But uh, you know, the crime is the investigation is still ongoing, and and Josh has been in, in, implicated in his own murder. Yep, we by a convenient likes. note that the handwriting <laughs> doesn't quite match, but it's close enough. Um, it totally wasn't
1: forged by us. <laughs> Yeah, but we're I talking mean, about. You're left handed. You couldn't have done it anyway.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, we're talking about movie trailers. I thought this would be an interesting topic to talk about. I, th- I think
1: it's something, uh, even if you don't watch movies, everyone's seen trailers. Yeah. You see them all the time. Yeah. If you ever go on YouTube to watch like a five minute fucking PewDiePie being a dickhead, you're going to see a movie trailer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I think it's an interesting point of view because it's almost they exist purely for marketing reasons but there's almost Hmm. an art
1: to the movie trailer now you say that
0: (laughs) um but as always we start by asking what have you been watching and chance to
1: what have you been watching this week uh so uh last week i actually got really fucked up when i went to hospital uh wait what yeah, yeah yeah we went through this procedure and i was like you know what i fucked it up last time because i felt real sick I'm going to fall asleep this time. So I took some sleeping pills and it made me really sick and I threw up and then I had to stay up all night watching movies. So I watched a bunch of shitty kids films. Um, Okay. So that was fun. Uh, I watched um, uh, the secret life of pets, which was, that was fun. But you know how you don't like minions? No. Oh God. no. No. No, but that's what they're, I, they're, I
0: wouldn't. They're movies without any adult content. To yeah,
1: it. absolutely. But no, it's um, who's that fucking Kevin Hart? You know, how you don't like Kevin Hart? God, <sighs> if you don't like Kevin Hart, Secret Life of Pets will make you fucking hate Kevin Hart because his one character in it is like the most irritating. I fell halfway as sleep halfway through the movie, which was good. I needed to fall asleep, uh, and I woke up to his voice, and it was the worst thing ever. Um. Yeah, secret life of pets. It's fine. It's not great, but it's fine. Uh, I watched uh, Shark's Tale for the first time in like ten years. <laughs> uh,
0: the animation on the is so dodgy.
1: It's just, so shit. It's I re- saw it really on TV bad. The other
0: day, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's
1: like really cheap animation. Um what year was that? Cuz that was after
0: really early 2000s.
1: It was like immediately after Nemo. They were like, "Ah, oh, fish movies are a big selling." Yeah, okay. I think Co-
0: Nemo became an
1: insane Comparing it to movie. Nemo, god it was <laughs> shit animation. But you know what, it was a fun enough movie. Um Martin Scorsese plays one of the main characters. I saw his name in the credits and I was like, "Oh, Martin Scorsese has like a cameo in this." And then I'm listening to one of the main characters going, "Fuck, this guy does a great Scorsese impression." <laughs> Wait a minute. Incredible,
0: incredible picture. Incredible. Uh, Wolf Wall Street. That's all I can, <laughs> all I can do. <laughs> Every film I ever make.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it's not bad. It, it, like, it's a fun play on the gangster films. Oh, yeah. you hate this because it is. I don't like Will Smith because Will Smith is kind of like Tom Cruise in the sense that whenever I see him, all I see is Tom, uh, Will Smith or Tom Cruise. And yeah, this movie. Always... Have you
0: watched Magnolia yet?
1: Uh, no, I haven't.
0: It's, I think, the only time I've ever gone, oh, Tom Cruise acts. No, you, you've, you've seen Tropic Thunder. That was Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. Wasn't it? That looked like, I felt like that was Tom Cruise when the camera is not on him.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, And then I watched another, oh, what was it? I remember Chanel was watching Bridget Jones's Baby and I fell asleep in that.
0: <sighs> Didn't like that one. I saw that on the cinemas.
1: Oh, cool. So not good. Okay. <sighs> no. Um. I know she had sex, and I, I remember I fell asleep when she was having sex in a, a in in a rock concert, like one of those- at
0: like, at, like, Coachella.
1: Yeah, yeah, good times, good times. We've all done that, all gotten pregnant from Coachella. Is that what happens? She gets yeah. pregnant from it? Ah, Spoil yes. Spoiler alert, probably.
0: Yes, I think
1: so. I was asleep. I don't know. Um, and there was <sighs> another shitty kids' film we watched after it, but I cannot remember. I think I fell asleep in that shitty. one, so that's okay. how shitty it we- was. Shark's Tale, I stayed awake the entire time, so- Positive thing, I I didn't fall asleep in Shark's Tale. Sounds... Did throw up, though, so, you know. (laughs) Probably not good. Shane, what have you been watching?
0: I've watched a lot, and so we have a bit of a thin topic today, but so I've got, like, a lot of what have you been watching?
1: (laughs) I saw Tag on the cinemas. Oh, yeah, how was that? You know, watched it without me, so I didn't...
0: It's fun. I think it's trying to be game night and not quite succeed from a technical standpoint. They're visually trying to do like whip pans and cool visuals. Cool. They do a really great riff on the Sherlock Holmes fight scene that would slow down with the oh, deconstruction great. of it with Jeremy yeah. Renner's character. It's fun. It's not, it doesn't quite hit it on the head, yeah. but it's, it's like an enjoyable, to me, it's like a switch your brain off movie for okay, me cool. as a filmmaker, it's a switch your brain off movie. Uh, kind of like an upgrade, cool. which I also yep. saw. We saw that. Yeah, we uh, saw that. As, I, I already spoke about that. We had fun. Um, you must have spoken about that in yeah, on yeah. the one that I haven't well, on heard On the yet. next episode. Um, I, uh, I've been catching up on Westworld Season 2. Excellent. How's that going? Season 2 starts really muddled and messy. It's starting to get a clearer vision now. It's really, really good, but it's very, very, very dense. It's a very dense show, mm. so it's quite hard to sort of, latch onto, you're not like, I'm not like, I have to see the next one. It's not plot engaging. It's yeah. just very intellectually engaging, but I love it. I think the performances are pretty fucking astounding. Um, I watched three little films because I was listening to the, the, you must remember this, and I le- yeah. learned about Thetabara. It oh, was yeah. like this silent film actress who no one knows existed, but she was as famous as Charlie Chaplin and, and um, Mary Pickford, but she got kind of ousted. And then I kind of gone on this this rabbit hole of, films that have been found that were thought lost. And so I watched these three films. There's called Sherlock Holmes Baffled, The Death of Poor Joe, and Post No Bills. Uh, the first two, I can't remember the directors. The last one's a Georges Millier movie, okay. like a really early Georges Millier. So There's no effects. It's just like a comedy gag. But these movies are only about a minute long. Right. Um, the first one's like Sherlock Holmes like walks in and he's being robbed and then the robber vanishes in a trick and then, and then the loot he was carrying vanishes too. Uh, the death of poor Joe is the first. Well, well did
1: Sherlock Holmes figure out how? No,
0: no, no, because it's a minute long. It just happens in a minute.
1: Um, and well, that's the, not very Sherlock Holmesy. No, This no, is no, a no. terrible but adaptation. It's, it's the
0: earliest instance of Sherlock Holmes on film. Oh, okay. Uh, did he have the Hatton no, type thing? Okay, no, cool. No, no, because um, he doesn't have it in the books. No, no, no. Um, uh, the death of poor Joe is the first instance of a Charles Dickens character oh. in film. It's just a guy sweeping the things, dies in the arms of a guard, and that's like the scene. Um, and then Post No Bills is like there's this guy guarding a wall that's like don't put any posters up on this wall. Um, <laughs> and then these people sneak up and put posters. And then another yeah. guy sneaks up and puts his poster over the other guy's poster and then they kind of fight about it. And it all kind of happens in the span of about a minute and a half. And this is a Georges Méliès movie. Uh, so it's really kind of interesting because it's like really, really early and so much of his stuff is is gone. Um, and they're all like static shot movies, yeah. but it's just really fascinating. You're watching footage from literally now 100 years ago. These yeah, movies wow. are like 19... 19- 16 19 18 kind of thing and there's something really fascinating about watching that and they're available on youtube just look them oh, up brilliant um i saw 2001 a space odyssey on 70 mil film
1: yes i, I was ne- invited what was my reason for not going because i remember uh, you I had-, had
0: something else on i can't Ugh, remember. sounds terrible um but uh i i've never watched that movie in its entirety I watched it now in its entirety, and I was in the right mood in the right place because that movie is astounding. Yeah, it is absolutely mind blowing. It is. I watched that, and I'm like, I can just t- tell you 30 big filmmaking names who owe their entire careers to yeah. this, the existence of this movie. I did have a problem. The projectionist had to apparently they were focus issues if having it dead on and in line, and so they had to have it off to the center and up a bit. So it was 2001: A Space Odyssey <laughs> that I was watching, um, and th- the the image kept spilling up the top and to the side, and that bugged me. And all of his Kubrick's like really phenomenal center framing stuff was off center. Oh, I
1: didn't even realize. Which that would really fuck
0: you up. pissed me off. So I kind of like moved to the chair off to the side <laughs> so that it was kind of somewhat better. Yeah um i i, I love it. i think it's it's one of the great masterpieces of all time
1: it really is um, it is a pure sci-fi i yeah. don't think of i can't think and of it's a movie so that is cerebral so...
0: and like like that the the, the wormhole sequence which lasts yeah. like 20 minutes and there's like the shots of the landscape that are colored weird and just goes on and on and i was raptured
1: you haven't seen star trek the motion picture have you no because oh, that was like strongly inspired by it. there's yeah. a whole sequence with spock where that is happening essentially, yeah, you like, f- Cuts
0: to the flash frames, i like, nah. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, I then watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, yeah, I and I watched, watched Jurassic
1: that. World Fallen Kingdom. Yep, <sighs> made it made me. M- did we see it together? I swear, yeah, we saw it together. I don't, you actually, literally, I literally just asked this I don't as well.
0: remember being in the cinema with you and watching it.
1: Yeah, uh, we watched it with Chanel and your mum. And uh, did, did Courtney come?
0: Oh, we watched that's right, we watched it at Sunny Bank. No, Courtney, yeah, came. we
1: watched it at Sunny Bank because
0: um, recliners. Uh, it made me mad. It really made me mad.
1: This was essentially your Alien Covenant.
0: Yeah, but Alien Covenant made me more mad, but oh, good. It, it was similar kind of a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Because there's, like, a couple of things you can hang on to. I like the joke with the boots, the close-up of her boots. Yeah, the
1: close-up of her boots was good. Because, like, when I watch movies, I, I often, like, try and figure out what mm. my one-line uh, review is going to be. It's just, like, a joke. Um, and I... I was going to it was going to be something like we get it she doesn't wear heels.
0: Yeah. Um I I thought there was a the thing that I hang on to is that there was a couple of visual cool moments. The Brachiosaur death was yep. emotional. Yeah, that was, that was I yeah. hated that they cut back to the people. I said just fuck the people. Show the Brachiosaur. That was they had they yep. held on that as the boat went. That would have made mm-hmm. it better. There's a really cool top down shot of the Indoraptor on the cage where it's getting yep. white. I thought that was really really cool. <clears throat> and that really cool shot as the Indoraptors like climbing into the house that goes upside down and all yeah. that. I was just like, oh, these things a moment, but AJA Bayona as a director deserved way better than that. That's like the epitome of studio
1: um,
0: it, it, it was monocoddling a movie and homogenizing it.
1: The we uh, we watched Hereditary Together, which I have to say is one of the best edited films I have ever seen. I was able to analyse the editing and it mm. was just it still kept me enraptured. Jurassic World has to be – Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has to be one of the worst edited films I've seen in a long time. More than Suicide Squad. That doesn't count. Suicide Squad doesn't count. Okay, it's not as bad as Suicide Squad as far as editing goes, but the editing had like – there were – A, it was over-edited. I felt like –
0: Yeah, they had cool shots and then they just cut to like a million others.
1: Cut cut to a million other things that are bland. Right as you get into a shot. And it had these bizarre moments that I was trying to convince myself was a creative decision where rather than cutting on an action, they would cut and repeat the same action from a different angle. Like square editing, but it wasn't enough of it
0: to be proper Yeah, it wasn't
1: enough to be uh, purposeful. And the moments they chose, other than the last moment when the Endoraptor's about to die, spoiler alert – the other moments that happened, it was just like, "What? Who gives a fuck?" Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a that's a that's not a moment. That's a, not a moment for us to go. Ooh, wait, what? Yeah. It's a. Well, that was weird. Yeah. It, it's just it, odd. I I
0: just was. I don't think it's as bad as Jurassic World, but that's really like that's such a low bar.
1: See, I I, I don't know if I could say it was as bad as Jurassic World because you hate Jurassic World more than I, but I do. I don't remember it. <laughs> Whereas I can't say I remember more things from Jurassic World, Fallen yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, this is true. Uh, it
0: wasn't specifically the animatronics. I think the animatronics. Oh, the, oh, the
1: animatronics I was were fantastic. Like, oh, that's
0: a saving grace of Absolutely. this movie, and that instantly makes it better than Jurassic
1: World. Uh, specifically, the moments with the raptor, how they used CGI when it was a raptor's head in the first movie, and I'm like it's a fucking head you can you and what that they did is is they, a did, they can,
0: shape awarded it they had the animatronic there and then they shape and then they cgi the the the, the 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 expression yes which is exactly what you're meant to do that's what makes it fucking
1: work which is what i thought they had done but it didn't work until i watched the bts and i'm like oh no you just had a fucking uh a uh what do you call it? a white head to capture the shadows so you know how it's lit that's yeah. fucking retarded yeah um but i uh j- I will say, and it's something I've been thinking about, which is because the Jurassic Park series is fundamentally a children's series. No, it's not. The first one it, is it's about a family. parents. It's about family. And the first three Jurassic Park movies have two kids, who, and it's about. The kid was so fucking useless in Fallen Kingdom.
0: She runs up. She's a smart child who can remember pin codes, but her (laughs) decision when there's a giant raptor after you is to hide in your bed. Get fucked.
1: Jurassic Park has uh, a man growing to like like children enough. Uh, The second one, uh, the daughter gets in trouble, but she's like doing gymnastics and shit. The third one, it's all about the kid is trapped on an island and he survived the whole time by himself. The fourth one, I don't know. Their fucking parents are divorcing. That was the end. And then in this one, it's like I don't know. Spoiler alert for Jurassic World. World Like
0: Hammond dying and sons and stuff. But there was nothing. There was no solid ideas there. No themes. Characters didn't grow or change at all. No, not at all. Not at all. all. But um, anyway, so I watched um, Queer Eye season two. Oh, cool. How was that? Oh, Oh, god, it's very emotional, very brutal. And uh, this season, they have they do their first uh, female. Okay, they I saw do the trailer woman, for that. Yeah. And then they do a trans man are the two of the really, Ooh. really emotional and kind of well made episodes. They are very they know what they're doing. They lean into the let's make you cry moments a little bit. Okay. But I think it's an I think it's such a it's doing such a positive thing as a show that I yeah. I forgive any reality TV ham fistedness because it's mm. doing such a positive thing as opposed to most reality TV. Uh, have you watched nailed it yet? Bits and pieces of it. Okay. I've watched like half of season one. It's fun to watch when I just feel like something brainless. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. Uh, and, but it is also a feel-good show.
0: Yeah, and it, Nailed It should be more aggressively, ha-ha, look at how terrible these people is, which is what's kind of surprising about the show. I'm like, how yeah. did they manage to make it not making fun of these people when the format is designed to do that?
1: I don't want to ruin this for you, but season two has queer finale eyes. Queer yeah. Eye Guys. What's yeah. the
0: finale? I might just skip to that. Yeah. um. <laughs> Uh, I started watching. So I talked about this on our favorite director's episode. Uh, Liz Garbus is the mm. documentary filmmaker. She's done a series called The Fourth Estate, which is uh, chronicles, it's about five episodes, six episodes, chronicling the first year of the Trump presidency as seen from the point of view of the New York Times oh, as yeah. they're breaking stories and doing that sort of stuff. And I'm at episode four. It's so fucking good. Liz Garbus is. Sh- the thing is, is she's dealing with a topic we know. We know everything that happens in this because it's been yep. so front and centre of the news and she makes it so riveting. It's it's such an excellently made – and she, it's not like, not like um, uh, Tickled where you're using form in a very different way to express. She's using a very classic documentary form, but her mastery of it is so much so that it's – incredibly engaging it's so well made i absolutely adore it and it's on sbs on demand totally free watch it if you want really great documentary filmmaking 100% guarantee it's the fourth estate liz garbus she's amazing um i mean watching the handmaid's tale i'm one episode away from the finale that show is so traumatizing especially this the first half of season two is kind of visually not as good as season one but this last half they are like pulling out all the stops it is so gorgeously filmed. They do some really great formal things with the visuals. The performances are astounding. It's very frustrating because I just want Offred to win something one time and she doesn't. And they just did a, I mean, there's a lot of rape in this show, but there was a particular rape scene um, in episode 10, uh, it's 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 deeply 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 disturbing, and oh, the performances wow. of it are so good. And it's so it's 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 weird because the more we go on, the more on point that show seems with the reality, and that's terrifying. Um, I watched the pilot of Big Little Lies. Oh yeah, which is a very buzzed about show. I I didn't love the pilot. I really didn't. Oh, really? I think because there's like what it is is about a bunch of suburban mums and. I'm in. in. At school, and but they're all played by, like, really famous female actors. So, like, right. uh, Nicole Kidman, Reese yep. Witherspoon, Laura Dern, um, all these people, uh, and Meryl Streep's in season two, apparently. And I watched the pilot, and so there's this, like, what happens is all these people kind of meeting, uh, Shailene Woodley isn't the other one, um, meeting at this school, and it's, like, a posh school, but for cheaper. Yeah. Um, and apparently in the future there's this big Halloween thing event and then someone dies there's like a dead body mystery but they cut it so that it's like showing you the dead body showing you that there's a murder that's gone down but they don't tell you who died or who the killer is and then they're cutting back and forth between the past and the present and it felt like a really gimmicky device i'm like if you played this out chronologically it would be very uncompelling whereas something yep. like how to get away with murder which uses the same kind of flashback flash forward device how to get away with murder is much more structured whereas Big Little Lies kind of just cuts willy nilly to the future in the past, and sometimes I'm even struggling to catch up. I'm not so I'm going to give it more episodes, but yeah. I'm not getting the buzz and why this is like the greatest thing ever, and it's also like total middle class white people problems. The oh. show you just
1: yeah.
0: um, murder
1: specifically is uh, yeah. ugh, white yeah. class middle. Well, they're
0: treating it like they're like, are we really calling this like murder? Da, da, da. Like, and I'm like. They're f- Being really flippant about it, so I feel like it's not actually just someone got stabbed to death. I feel like there's some circumstance to the murder that's not as okay. Cool. someone got stabbed or shot kind of thing. Um, I watched Mission Impossible 3 under your recommendation. I had so much fun. That movie is so good. Yeah. And we talked about in the Marvel episode about directors who shoot a bunch of coverage and decide it later in the edit. Mm. And there's a lot of that in Mission Impossible 3, but the genius of J.J. Abrams is that there is still a through line, visual through line that holds it. And then there's a lot of extra stuff on top of it, which can kind of sometimes get distracting. But because he's got that through line there, it never feels indecisive. Yep. And so there's a lot of editing, there's a lot of coverage from a lot of angles, a lot of close up sort of stuff, a lot of shaky cam, but it works. So mm. if you want, if that's the style you want to do, don't go off the Russo brothers, go off JJ Abrams in Mission Impossible Three. Because, yep. And JJ Abrams' style has gotten much more decisive as it goes on. Absolutely. But it's a really great precursor to Star Trek to watch yep. the So the growth between those two. Those Mission Impossible Three and Star Trek would make a really great back to back thing. Oh yeah. I also really liked Tom Cruise's performance in this, and I don't mm. love Tom Cruise. I like by standard, I hate Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, and I think his best performance is in Magnolia. Mission Impossible 3 is really good, and the villain oh, is so good. Philip
1: Seymour Hoffman is fantastic in that movie. And he's
0: so, it's such a physical performance too. Mm. When he's like beating the shit out of Ethan, yeah. I'm like, and that's Philip Seymour Hoffman doing it. I'm like, fuck, he's
1: going for it. That is heroin energy, baby. <laughs>
0: Heroin. Oh. <laughs> this just took a dark turn. This is this is bad. Um, but it's a fun story. I love the throwbacks. Like when he comes down on the wire, yep. and then he becomes a priest. I, I thought it was a really good. And they did the. Have an intense scene and then cut to three weeks earlier. Yeah. But they didn't do it, they do it without the titles. Yeah. And that just makes it so much more. Oh, I completely forgot about the it opening makes it of that movie. So yeah. much better. And to literally go, Poof. like cutting into the titles from that moment. Yeah. I thought it was such a strong choice. In what in normally that choice is a really lazy choice. It just works in mm. this. Uh the stunts were great. I was like, how many cards do they flip? The bridge fight is yeah. spectacular. And I love that the love interest saves the day. Yeah, he, he kills, the, the way they kill, spoiler alert, the way they kill Philip Seymour Hoffman was brutal. And you, I had to rewind it and watch it because you don't actually really see anything, but yeah. it's fucking brutal. And then she saves the day. She kills the real bad guy who was behind all of it. And I, while Ethan's out and I was like, oh shit, this is actually really progressive. And then one other point I want to make, Kerry Russell's death is utterly horrible heartbreaking, and you know her for all of like 10 minutes of this fucking movie, yeah. and I I was so upset because it happens. I think what's great is that movie is so ridiculous and over the top. Like they have like the gun turrets and they're yep. blowing shit up and throwing things. It's so ridiculous to have a death that's almost so small. It's like mm. this. And then her eye like goes fucked up. Yeah. That was so traumatizing and so emotional. Yeah. And I think part of that I have to give credit is Tom Cruise's reaction to that was really, really fucking good. And he sold like immediately that it wasn't a sexual thing. So I really, I thought there were so many choices in there that I just admired because I don't see them often enough. Yeah. But I had so much fun. I really want to actually go back and watch it again. <laughs> um, also, Jonathan Rhys Meyers is like so, oh, I forgot he was in that. So, and he's doing his, like, Irish accent too, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um And Maggie Q, I love Maggie Q. It's so good to see her in more stuff. She's from Nikita, the TV show. You
1: know what's really great and really fun is you watch Mission Impossible 3 and then go back and watch Mission Impossible 2 because it is so much worse. I'm, after- gonna, well,
0: I, I'm seeing – I'm going to watch Mission Impossible 4 next and then Brilliant.
1: Mode. That's on Netflix. 5 isn't. Um I, I went to watch f- 5 on Netflix and realized it was number 4, and I was like, well, fuck it. It's my <laughs> favorite anyway.
0: Um, and then, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm so keen to see that. and I'm actually really keen to fall out now. I'm really, yeah. really into it. Um, and then the last thing I watch, and I'll put, uh, the, um, to me, it's the best thing I've seen all year. I wouldn't call it the best movie because it's not a movie. It's a comedy special called Nanette by Hannah Gadsby. Oh, yep, yep. Um, it, it, this thing needs to be compulsory viewing for literally everyone. It is so. Sounds like a
1: dictatorship, man.
0: It should be. Um, <laughs> It's a, it's a, at its core, it's a stand up comedy special. But what Hannah Gadsby starts doing is she starts deconstructing how comedy works in the middle of a comedy special and then ends on a really poignant, uh, timely note. And it's, it's, people call it devastating. I don't know that that's the right word because it doesn't feel hopeless in what it talks about, but it is very confronting. Mm. A lot of people feel very uncomfortable with it, but it is, it is, I, for me, for my money, it's one of the best stand up specials of all time the best thing I've seen all year and it's so – there's a lot of relatable shit in that special as well, specifically because I too grew up in Tasmania. She did too. (laughs) So there's like a lot of stuff she brings up. I'm like, yep, 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 oh, God, yep. Did
1: did she also brought up in a cult? uh, No, 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 Ah, not not quite.
0: Um, But – and I have to put – it's not a performance because she's doing it from a very real place, but the presentation that she does personally is really, really, really excellent. Um, so watch that. Everyone has to watch that like hundred percent. Now I don't know how well that segues into trailers, but it does have a trailer and it does have an interesting trailer because it's kind of not explicit to the the show. But anyway, trailers, movie trailers. So a history of the movie trailer. Did you do any research for this? Do
1: I ever do any research for anything? No,
0: you do not. Exactly. Um, I did some and I, I looked. At, so I talked about last week about the Channel Filmmaker IQ, and they have a yeah. video about the history of the movie traits It's really informative. So I've okay. stolen most of this from that video. But uh, that's a it's a series by a guy named John Hess. It's actually really great. He talks about like history of aspect ratios, history of Technicolor. He took he goes into like complicated stuff about codecs and bit rates and television and just he's a it's a All really the really sexy stuff. And it's film. a really good detailed uh, film history channel that I think is m- much more important than. Video essays, mm. a million times more important than video essays on why Fincher is great. We all know Fincher is great. Um, but so movie trailers, the first definitive movie trailer uh, came out in 1913 and it was a trailer made for a Broadway show in a New York cinema and the guy who ran the cinema made the trailer and it had like BTS footage and everything and it went really well. And so it was added into program because movies weren't, um, uh, there was no set session times, it was literally you paid, however much, and you sat in, a penny or whatever, and you sat in and you just watched whatever on loop the whole time. And it was the main feature, some shorts, and a B feature often. It was a a day-long program. Um, And then what happened is movie serials, those kind of to-be-continued things, spurred on the trend of, trailers, essentially, to get you to come back and watch oh, so stuff. so it's like a
1: next time. Yeah, on- yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool.
0: Um, and, they, and they're called trailers because they would play at the end of the movie. So they yeah. trailed the movie, quite literally. Now they come at the beginning. So it's a so weird kind It's of a thing. very
1: weird name that we should change to, I can't think of, previews. Previews. Well, that's yeah. why a lot of them
0: are kind of called previews. Um, uh, and, and then what happened is uh, movie theaters kind of did them themselves to get people to come to the thing. And then what happened is studios in about 1916 studios kind of cordoned on and like, oh shit, there's, this is a really good marketing tool. So there was this group that got put together called the national screen service and they held a monopoly on making movies, trailers for about 40 years. And that's that typical, um, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Casablanca. It's like, uh, it's Bogart and the thing and the, da, da 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 da. it's almost like a newsreely kind of thing. Yeah. And every trailer is cut the same way. Cause this one group of people did it. Um, up until about the 60s. And in the 60s, the directors took back control of the trailers, namely Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Is that really something that's going on now? Because I always feel like the the directors have no say in the trailer.
0: No, and every time they do Lately, it bombs, and so they've kind of stopped. David Fincher did the trailer for The Girl with Dragon Tattoo and then the movie bombed, and so they're like, no, you're not getting it. Right. I know Paul Thomas Anderson kind of does his own trailers. Uh, I don't know about Tarantino, though. Um, but no, uh, so Hitchcock is sort of the one that's really unknown. His trailers were just he would because he became so known for his uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents. Yeah, he, he, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Psycho, but he's like, yeah, I was about to say to the, the Psycho
1: trailer is literally just him walking around the house, going, "This is Explaining, where this, this is
0: where something terrifying will happen." Yeah, da 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 da. Um, and even St- uh, Stanley Kubrick had. I, have you seen the trailer for Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop No, Love, that I com. haven't. Um, it's it's like a trip. It's And it, it's really kind of out there and crazy. Um, watch it if you can because it's really, really cool. fun. Put it um, in our
1: show notes probably. I don't yes,
0: know. Yes, oh, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, uh, then what happened is Blockbusters took over and essentially gave us what we have today, the, uh, um, the trailers that we know where it's kind yeah. of like a lot of cool money shots, some cool music, an explanation of the plot and pretty much a disregard for trying to intrigue you more as just come and see this thing
1: so yeah. you can see it big. Look how sick this is. Woo.
0: Um What's interesting is that the trailers over the time, they started really long. Like old mm. trailers from like the 50s and the 60s are like three to four minute long explanations. Clark Gable in a role. He plays a sassy da 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 And it goes on and on and on and on and on so These
1: days on YouTube, you've got the five second version of the trailer at the start so that you can't skip on YouTube. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. um And and, and, and then it got short. Like in the 90s, they were kind of short. And early 2000s, they were kind of short. And now they're back to being like two to four minute long trailers, which is really annoying. Uh, What were your first experiences with movie trailers?
1: Uh, I specifically remember watching the trailer for, I've brought it up on the series before, Tomb Raider. The uh, the Tomb Raider movie. The
0: Lara Croft one. The
1: Lara Croft one, because I that was the movie that I really got to the BTS behind and stuff, and it was the trailer that sold it for me. Um, I believe I saw the trailer when we went to see something else in the drive-thru, because I remember pretty much everything about that movie is the drive-thru. Uh, drive in, sorry. Um, drive through movies. Drive through movies. Yeah, you
0: inject it into your brain and you're done.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's nice and quick and easy. Uh, really convenient service. We joke that'll be the future. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I I can't remember any. I I remember watching the Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, F- Freddy's Freddy's uh, the, the the Wes Craven's New Nightmare yep. one because I remember watching the trailer for that when I was very young because I had just seen. The second movie, first horror movie I ever saw. Walked in on my sister watching. It. it was terrifying. I died, but I got addicted. And I looked up the trailer for the, the that one. I, I think uh, it was on TV or something. But TV TV is where like I always saw trailers if I wasn't in the cinema. Yeah, because we're kinda old. Got,
0: yeah, I kind of got with like the, the the main sort of thing prior to. Uh, there's an iconic trailer which I will in a bit, but um, uh, the VHS. Yep. The at the 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 VHSes, yeah. The trailers are the beginning the VHSs and also the loop tape at the video store. Yeah. And that's what it's called. If anyone wanted to know, I worked in a video store very briefly. It's called a loop tape because it just looped nonstop um uh and i see, remember we never, do you remember we that never old, had a It tape. was the old movie trailer thing and it's like the family sitting down to watch it and they play like clips it can be a western it's like who does egg sucking got a trash from from back to the future 3 then they go love la vista baby and then there's like a family thing and it's like the family watching and there's like one for every kind of member of the family oh
1: yeah it does i can't, ring a bell. Do you
0: remember this trailer like it's really it's really old it's really old i'll see if i can find it and put it in the show notes <laughs> Um also the – and with a lot of the trailers we were sort of exposed with the straight-to-video yeah. stuff because um, all the, you know, the video market was so huge. Um, TV trailers, like you said. And then the big one that kind of changed the game was the trailer for Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Which
1: I remember. Which is the – yes. Yeah, I
0: distinctly even remember that. And I just remember the teaser trailer. Mm. And that was the first kind of time teaser trailers, the short yeah. ones. And that's where the trend of short trailers came in. Um, but that was also the first digitally – released trailer. yeah
1: that's why i remember and that's it. why it
0: exploded it was right at the peak of and it was so trashy and pixelated video but everyone <laughs> was like oh my god this, this is mind-blowing um and that's kind of that set the format for what we have today um so the current so what we have today the current state of movie trailers and the tropes we see
1: oh god um well there's the uh ever classic you always have the trailer to the trailer, the teaser trailer, where it's like, the trailer is coming soon. That's only happened in the last five years. I fucking hate it's it. It's so fucking annoying. And people lose their and mind the one I over hate
0: it. Is the one I hate is where it's the- and you like you just said, it's where there's the trailer and they have five seconds of a trailer at the beginning of the trailer so that if you're scrolling through Facebook news feeds, it's yeah. so you see a whole bunch of stuff in a really short amount of time to so then maybe get you to stop scrolling to watch the full one. And it's trailer. also
1: because of YouTube because you can't skip the first five seconds of an ad. It holds for five seconds, shows you the ad and goes, hey, don't you want to watch this trailer now? Don't press next.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. um Another big one is, and it became ubiquitous after two thousand uh. 8 or 9, 2009, the
1: bwarp, bwarp. Bwarp. The
0: Inception BWARP. It actually has a term. I the, I went to TV Tropes, which is a Wait, classic website. the term
1: isn't whop.
0: No, 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 no. So it's called a preview pulse. It, Inception <laughs> oh. is a version. The Inception BWARP is a version of that. It's, yeah. called, it's basically a specific sound repeated over and over again. A really iconic one is Alien. Alien has a really Yeah. Or, or uh, in Rogue One, the, the alarm sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this sound that's used to kind of build tension. And Inception basically like s- was so ubiquitous. Everyone had the bop kind yeah. of moment. But even like um, where it's like a high ping sound, if mm-hmm. it's like a sultry drama or yeah. something like Bing. Yeah, the the Fifty Shades ones do yeah. this all the time. Um, one I hate a lot is the final shot being shown in trailers, but it happens pretty pretty consistently now to the point I've stopped watching trailers because mm. I hate having great moments ruined for me,
1: um, I think the worst time I ever saw that, and this is really due to the movie sucking so much, but the amazing spider man two, how like the end That's of the, the trailer isn't it
0: him going to punch the yeah yeah, he spins
1: the uh fucking manhole around, the manhole cover around to hit the rhino in the face, that is the last that shot of the it, movie. Wait, that's the last shot of you the movie. You haven't seen Amazing I Spider-Man 2? I because I
0: hated Amazing Spider-Man
1: 1. So. Oh, man. Just prepare to hate Amazing Spider-Man oh, 2 so much God. more. But yeah, that was the worst example of it because not only was it promising more than what came, it also was... The last fucking shot of the movie. It went nowhere. Um,
0: They did it on The Shape of Water, which I was a bit annoyed, but even the poster is the last shot of the movie, which annoys me. Um, uh, They also spoiled, like, the money shot, the Hurt Locker. Yep. spoils the best shot of
1: the movie which is the the pulling up all pulling the, up
0: the things and that's one of the reasons why I kind of stopped watching because even if the movie's bad if I see a couple of moments that I really like and I'm worried I would have seen the dying Brachiosaur in Jurassic
1: World uh, no I, I never saw that in the trailer in the tra- okay
0: that'll be interesting it, it, Jeff Goldblum it, there spoiled. was the
1: uh, well Jeff Goldblum felt like an afterthought yeah <laughs> he was, it was like everyone lost their mind like fucking Jeff Goldblum's in this movie to tell you that you know we're fucked um, but the uh, in, in, Indoraptor uh climbing over the roof and into the thing uh, going over like that that's in the trailer Oh really? Yeah.
0: Damn thank god because that was one of my favorite shots in the movie. That,
1: it was so frustrating cuz like the the most recent Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer annoyed the fuck out of me cuz about it, at the start of the trailer you see Chris Pratt kick down a door to a bedroom and shoot at the endoraptor and then the end like money shot of the trailer is the endoraptor crawling into that room? And I'm like, but I already know what exactly what happens yeah. next. Yeah. You see Chris Pratt run into it at the start of the fucking yeah. trailer.
0: Um, another big one is stuff that never makes the movie, but because they actually have, they set, before the movie's out, that before the movie's even shot, they have set deadlines for the trailer. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you have Ant-Man happen, and then mm-hmm. what's good is the reaction to Ant-Man is
1: so, it can work in favor it, of Ant-Man. Yeah. Ant- Ant-Man, I think, is the perfect example of that going right, where they... They showed the worst fucking jokes and they cut all of them. Yeah. Yay. Um,
0: but like, I think, and I think Rogue One is the example of that. The opposite yep. way. I think the, the stuff that's missing from Rogue One is the stuff that would have made that movie way better.
1: Um, when they lie to you, uh, the Avengers, uh, Avengers Infinity War, they specifically show Hulk so many times in the trailer yep, yep. and he's not in the movie. And you know, or- it was a decision by that point. Cause you see the Hulkbuster armor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's interesting is uh, like in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one, where Hermione's got her hands up and they erased all the blood for like a ratings thing. And in the movie she's got blood all over her hands and it's when she's putting the spell up. It's not even like she's holding her hands up but surrendering. She's just putting a spell in and Mm. her hand's like coated in Ron's blood (laughs) in the
1: movie. So I think that's kind of interesting. Um, Have you ever seen, this is going way back, the trailer for Little Nicky? A long, 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 long Have long you time seen ago? Little Nicky? No. Okay, so the plot of Little Nicky, which is one of the greatest Adam Sandler films ever, um, I just... Oh, I see a nod in one room and a shake of the head in the other. Um... So Nick, Adam Sandler plays little Nicky, who is the son of Satan, yep. and he's got three sons. One is Rice Iphons. the other is someone, um, and the other is Adam Sandler, who's basically a mental handicapped guy. Um, he goes to Earth because Satan is being it, it, Satan is dying because the other two sons have gone back to Earth to um uh, to to reign. Over Earth, and that freezes hell. So now no new souls are coming to hell. So the devil starts dying. So Adam Sandler goes up to stop his two evil brothers. The trailer is about a hopeless romantic uh, handicapped guy who dies too early in life, and the devil lets him go back to Earth for a second chance at love. Really? That is literally what the trailer says the movie's about. And I saw the trailer after watching the movie and I was like, what the fuck? Oh this God. straight up lies about they the plot. They sell
0: it as like a completely different movie. Um, like, oh, and and like,
1: sometimes that happens, like Drive. Uh, there was that woman who sold tried to sue Drive because it was sold in his action. But no, Little Nicky, they literally... It's, it's one of those 90s trailers, like... Ugh. Adam Sandler plays a hoopless romantic. They literally say the plot oh, wow. of a completely different thing.
0: Um, another trope, and it died off, but it was big in the 90s, was the inner world.
1: Yeah. That
0: yeah. was just everywhere. But then it became so known as a trope that that's what killed it off. Mm. Um, and then another one that currently still happens is the Moody trailer cover song. So, for example, <laughs> the Fifty Shades of Grey, the, yeah. oh, it's going to be looking so crazy right yeah. now. And then also another one uh, in Tomb Raider. I'm a survivor. Yeah.
1: It's always a Beyonce song, apparently. Um, uh, in uh, Suicide Squad, you had the original um, uh, I Started a Joke uh, cover, and then they were like, oh, no, that's not working. Better put pop songs, uh, well, no, nostalgia porn pop, pop songs, songs uh, which is another trope that kind of started with Guardians of the Galaxy and then went out of control and hopefully ended with Suicide the Squad. One thing really? I like that it
0: worked is the trailer for. Oh, oh no, I was gonna say this would make a great top five, but I've seen the movie, the Godzilla trailer that used the 2001 music. Oh, yeah. That was such a, and I love that that was still in the movie. That was hmm. really excellent. Um, And then another big one for the awards y kind of stuff, it's the festival of L- laurels everywhere. Yep. And what's funny is something like La La Land, the first trailers are really great. And then the more success it got, the more just there's laurels all <laughs> over every frame of that fucking trailer. <laughs> it's 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 pretty ridiculous. Uh, what makes a bad trailer? We've kind of touched on this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we've fun. touched
1: on this. It's, it's, it's so hard to talk about. Well, like, The want the show the tropes. entire
0: plot of the movie. Yep. To the point where you literally see the end and the resolution, you're just like, "I just saw this in in two and a half minutes. What's the yeah. point?
1: Why well, watch the movie?" Um, oh, there was one that recently did that, and I haven't watched the trailer specifically. A movie, Mister. There's a it. movie
0: with Eddie Murphy and Britt Robertson, and I can't remember what it is. It's called Mister Something, and it literally shows you. It's a drama. It shows you the entire movie beginning to end. And you're just like, "Well, I don't <laughs> need to go watch it anymore." Um, one of the things is like when the trailer we it when a trailer makes look like um. Uh, Oh, no, I've got here When the trailer makes it look like every other trailer So, for example It's a movie I haven't seen yet It's called Blockers Mm. Because the trailer cut it to look like every cliché R-rated comedy Comedy, There's, like, the joke where he, like He's butt Uh, butt chugging chugging. And then he farts the beer back into Jason Bateman's face And I was like I saw that in the trailer No, no, not Uh, uh, Jason Guy from Mindy Project Oh, sorry, sorry um, um, Oh, God, I cannot remember
1: his name Guy from Mindy Project
0: Um, Ike Barinholtz, that's his name uh, and he and I, I saw that, and I was just like, "No, nope, I'm done." But apparently, it's actually a really it, it, it's a very subversive movie because mm. it's written and directed by, by a woman. woman, and so she's she's taking that genre that's so brotastic and usurping it. But they've advertised it like a brotastic movie, yeah. well, and starring
1: so, uh, the most brotastic of all brotastics. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I was really annoyed that I missed that on cinemas because of the trailer it made me mm. not want to watch it, and now I so I have to watch it when it kind of comes out. Um, British dramas also just cut every British yeah. drama cut to look like every British drama where there's always like some British person yelling about, you You can't do this. I won't let you. It's just, oh, it, it grates me so bad. Exposition dumps in trailers. Yeah. Cause they have to get the, the idea across. Cause God forbid someone does something that's confusing. Um, and also the tra- trailers that are trying really hard to be an awards contender like the British ones. Yeah. Or a lot of the American ones all the time, like the, the imitation game. Just all those ones that are really bad awards-bait ones. Long trailers piss me off. Yeah. When it's like, I look at the trailer, I'm like, this is like three minutes. Get lost. I'm not watching it. There'll be too much of the movie in it. Probably too much of the best parts of the movie in it. Um, And then we've said the trailer that shows a mini trailer before the real trailer because of (laughs) Facebook and YouTube ads. Uh, What makes a good trailer?
1: Uh, I would say... When not when they lie to you, but when they withhold information, hereditary perfect example. And
0: hereditary shows a lot of them, it movie. shows a
1: lot, it just doesn't show one particular thing that completely changes the everything you saw the in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: it's really clever. Um, I know apparently, um, get out, mm. uh, they wanted the keys, you know, where are the keys, where are the keys, and then she yeah. does, it, and they wanted the reveal that she's the bad guy in the trailer. And Jordan Peele fought for it not to be, and then they tested it, and Jordan Peele was right. Because part of the deal why they make the movie so cheap is that he gets final cut on it. Yeah, Um, uh, What have I got? I love when mood and intrigue is prioritised over telling you the story. Specifically like Hereditary. Hereditary, Telling you a mood and intrigue. The Witch does it as well. Mm -hmm. I love short, 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 short trailers. The shorter the trailer, the better. And if you can sell me a movie in like a minute, I'm there. Um, One of my favourite trailers of all time is American Sniper. Oh yeah. It, and because it shows so little, it's literally the yeah. scene where he's trying to, his, his yeah. this woman got the gun, is, it got the, the bombshells. Is she not? And it's this intense scene and they cut like the flashes of the movie, but it's just, it's basically a scene that shows you what the entire rest of the movie is going to be like. And that made me want to watch that movie more than anything else, more than Clint Eastwood directing, more than Bradley Cooper being in the lead in it. It's possibly one of the best trailers of the last five years, I want to say. Um, great music choice always does it yeah. you talk about moody cover music ready player one had a really great moody cover yeah. music of the of the pure imagination i mm-hmm. thought it was really really clever um david finch's trailers all of his oh, trailers oh yeah great great music choices um and trailers that have a sense of style mm. i think that really they are cut well it's not just cut they are cut well with yeah. with with intention i think
1: um I think, uh, like you said, tone a theme. Getting a theme across in a trailer is really important. Yeah, and if you're able to do that, then I'm intrigued in what this movie has to say. Yeah, rather than the story. Yeah,
0: yeah, a hundred percent. So, what do you think the future of trailers are? It's
1: injecting into your eyeballs, man. <laughs> Just <laughs> drive-through trailers. Drive-through trailers. Yeah. Um,
0: I think they're going to get longer and longer and shorter and shorter at the same time. Like we're going to, you know, how there's the little bit and then the long trailer. Yeah, we're going to see that become like this bizarre gap where the trailer after it's going to be like five minutes long. Mm. And then, um Speaking of the, the Cloud Atlas, did you ever watch the original Cloud Atlas no, trailer? No, I didn't. Because that movie was such a weird, hard sell. They had like a two-minute one that kind of just cuts and shows shots. And they had a five-minute one where the Wachowskis and Tom Tick are explaining the movie at the beginning. Oh, what? And then it goes into the trailer and it's like a six-minute trailer. I actually really like it. I don't like long trailers, but that sells you the movie better yeah. than the two-minute trailer. reminds me of
1: that Hitchcock one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, a yeah, 100%. Um, I think there's going to be a total disregard for the actual movie. It's about getting button seats because attendance is slipping. Yeah. And it's just disregard for the movie, whatever gets people in seats, mm. which I don't know if that's a really great thing.
1: I Yeah, I think it's going to get to the point where they no longer- they're not telling the story or the theme. They're just like money shot, money shot, money shot, money yeah. shot. Yeah, and which is why I, if I ever
0: get any success, I actually want a rider in my contract that specifies I get to pick one shot that will never end up in the trailer. Oh, cool. I think that's a cool idea. I won't, like, request a trailer. I'll say cut the trailer out. I, like, Like, cut my, like, physical trailer out. I don't yeah. need a trailer. I just want to be able to choose, or even like a time span, i say like 10 seconds of the movie and you have freedom to use everything else. And I will go out and shoot extra stuff for you to put in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to choose a certain shot or a certain couple of shots yeah. that will not end up in the movie. Cause I want them to be there. And then that would make me a happy camper. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't know you I like I with trailers though. I like knowing a tra- like so for Red Curtain Hell. Mm. I didn't write the script until I had the trailer in my head, and sure. I'm the same with oh, the you have that I'm going. It. Nice, yeah, because I need to know what it's gonna feel like when I have yeah. a feeling for the movie. The writing is becomes a lot easier. Mm. Um, Right, have you cut trailers to anything before?
1: Uh I'm literally just been hired to cut a trailer. Uh Ooh. You y- you didn't see the Atzero trailer I did? No. Oh, like yeah, I got hired to cut a trailer for this one short film that I was the assistant editor on and now they've put my name forward to these guys in LA who want a trailer cut, so I was like, hello. Ooh. They're all short film trailers, though, so.
0: I don't get short film trailers, especially the movie's like five minutes. I'm like, what's the point <laughs> of like a minute and a half <laughs> well, that, of this see, That's the
1: hard thing. I've got to get the theme across, but not give away the entire story, which is, diff- which is difficult. Um, with L Plates, I did a trailer because I was trying to raise money for Pizza Deliverance. Pizza Deliverance trailer was super easy. <laughs> because
0: you are ripping off Die
1: Hard. Ripping off Die Hard. That, that's a good thing. That's Just ripping things you off. Actually, you want
0: one of the best trailers ever made is the trailer for aliens it's a fucking i don't think i've seen the trailer for aliens trailer. edgar wright shared it on twitter and this is how oh, i okay. think this is why you wouldn't because you're blocked yeah. by edgar wright
1: Ah, oh, god um, damn it <laughs> um why did i have aliens, to complain about the dvd commentary
0: aliens has one of the best trailers ever it's right
1: really really
0: not alien oh the alien is oh alien is the
1: alien trailer i know of by but heart
0: aliens is an Excellent, excellent trailer. We'll put links to it in the show notes because I think it's really good. And the Cloud Atlas one. We'll put a couple of trailer links in there, some Mm. different kinds of ones. Um, So that's a good place to end. So top five, our top five this week is movies. So it's essentially it's movies that you've only seen the trailer for. So it's essentially top five trailers for stuff you haven't gone around to watching or haven't watched yet.
1: I feel like there's a lot of stuff I haven't got around to watch, but I don't know if I've seen the trailer
0: yeah. or not. I was the exact same. I actually realized I kind of, I was like, shit, this is actually a really hard topic. Yeah, top this five. is a hard,
1: you can't just Google, what haven't I watched? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, It's a yeah, very yeah. difficult So thing I kind to of Googled, think, right.
0: like, great trailers and then went from there and seeing the movies. And oh, there's a lot of ones smart. that are, like, typical ones that you haven't seen. Yeah. And I've cheated a little bit. But, uh, so my honourable mention, the first of the ones, it's actually not, apparently not a good trailer. And I don't like the trailer. It's called John Carter. Yeah. Apparently the movie is amazing and the trailer hmm. sells it the wrong way. So I just well, thought it'd be an honourable mention here.
1: Um, this is something I, I, I spoke to some people on uh, when we were shooting Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Cause the very first thing we shot was the big heist sequence. At the start of the movie and everyone's like, "Oh, why are we doing this first? And when you do like a big budget, You know, explodey action film, you shoot the set pieces first so you have something to put in the trailer, which is not what they did with John Carter because he's used to working animation. So he shot, you know, very pragmatically. So they had nothing to put in the trailer. So it looks boring as batshit. Yeah. I haven't seen John Carpenter yet, but yeah. John Carter. John Carter, sorry. Uh, But yeah, terrible, terrible trailer. Um, because they didn't shoot it in the right order. Mm. So, hey, that's a little tip for you. Um, shoot good shit first. The,
0: the next one I've got is it's a French movie called Let the Corpses Tan. Um, this is a movie from last year. It hit the festivals and it's kind of out in France and it's getting a release here and there. It's mm. not. It's basically like a French violent Tarantino-esque western oh. shootout looking thing. It, the trailer not looks know where really kind of pseudo exploitation. It's a really great trailer. The sure. movie looks phenomenal. I cannot get a hold of it anywhere. So it's a really great trailer. Really, really great. I only saw it recently. Um, Another one is a movie The Night Before.
1: Oh, yeah. you yeah, haven't
0: yeah. seen that yet. Uh, that's wow, the, really good. I really love the trailer for it. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's the one with Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. And that. Yeah, um, I
1: literally watched that last week. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, no. it's And why it's, it's, wasn't it's quite that on your- Because I you don't watching? write things down, motherfucker. You need to write them
0: down. Log it on Letterboxd, and then you'll just have a list. No, that's um, true. Next trailer, speaking of trailers, is a movie called Inner World. And it's a comedy trailer about a girl who tries to get into the voice of trailer voiceover, and her dad is the inner world. And they actually use the guy who's iconic for that. Oh, brilliant! Um, and it's he's, she's the daughter, and she's trying to get into the world of trailer voiceovers. And it looks like a comedy. It looks really good. I just I've had it on my list for like six years, and I just got a very to long yes, list. It is a, an infinitely long list. Um, next up is the girl with the dragon tattoo, the David Fincher one. Yep. I really want to. Watch it and I just haven't gone around to it. I feel like I just need to be in the right mood to watch a movie that's got that much brutal rape in it. Mm-hmm. But the trailer is phenomenal. The Feel Bad Movie of Christmas, I thought, was <laughs> such a great tagline. Um, and then another one is called Battle Los Angeles. And I yes. haven't got, apparently, the movie is rubbish. Mm. The trailer is excellent and uses a really cool music. I think it's a moody cover. I can't yeah. remember, <laughs> but it's really, really good. So my top five now, and you're going to kick yourself with this one. I've got Don't.
1: Oh, fuck. Oh, that yeah, okay. It's yeah, cheating because count. the movie doesn't
0: exist, <laughs> but I technically haven't seen the movie, and it's a really great trailer. It's Edgar Wright's yeah. trailer he made for the Grindhouse double, yeah. and it's don't if you're thinking about walking, don't, don't. Oh, I feel like don't.
1: Aren't there six trailers in that? There are, That's but my top five. Any, I haven't
0: seen any of the others. Um, you haven't seen uh, what's the, the Nazi
1: s? Uh, uh, what is it? Werewolf shotgun. women of the SS or whatever, no, the Rob Zombie one? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Dude. Um, it, didn't yes. you see Grindhouse as Grindhouse? I did,
0: but they didn't show the trailers in the middle of it. They just what showed the them- What the fuck's the point know. of seeing Grindhouse if they don't show the trailers? I know. I know. So my number four is Scanners. I own this on Blu-ray and I just haven't watched it yet, okay, but the trailer's yeah. really cool. Mm. I mean, they spoil the head explosion. Yeah, the they, head, it's, it's the money shot. of the-, the money shot of the whole movie. Um, Number three is a a Russian disaster movie called Metro about a train that gets, like, caught and, like, the train thing floods. I saw the trailer at, like, the beginning because it was for, like, a Russian film festival. I saw it when I was seeing um, uh, Much Ado About Nothing at an art house cinema and they played the trailer for, like, a Russian film festival and on that they played the trailer for Metro and it looks amazing and it's just basically impossible to get a hold of. Um, Number two is a movie that is yet to come out in Australia. anyway. It's called Sorry to Bother You. And I think this is going to be one of the best movies of the year. It's basically like a pseudo sci-fi thing. It's a guy who's uh, in a a black guy and he's in, played by the guy who gets taken at the very beginning of Get Out. Okay. And he's yeah. the lead of this movie. And he's at, he starts working in a call center and he learns to do his white voice in order <laughs> to. And so his white voice is Nick Kroll. And it, the trailer is Phenomenally well made, and it really intriguing, and I'm dying to see this movie. So, and it's out technically. Yeah, and then the next one is a movie that is not out, and it's only very recently, and it's one of the best trailers I've seen in a very long time. It's called Bad Times at the El Royale. Okay, and this is from I've showed you this, didn't I? I swear I showed it to you. No, holy crap! It's I sent you the link. It's um the, uh uh Drew Goddard who did. Okay. Uh, cabin in the woods and it's his new movie and it's got like Chris Hemsworth. It's got all of these different people. And it's set in this hotel where it's the hotel that's on the borderline between Nevada and somewhere else. So Mm. you can gamble on one side of the hotel and not on the other. And then the trailer is so well cut. It gives you a lot of intrigue without really telling you what's going on. It's it's probably my favourite trailer I've seen all year.
1: Very, very good. So, Chancellor, what's your pick? All righty, cool. So this was a very difficult one. Um, I've got one- uh, honorable mention. Uh, which is only an honorable mention because it's technically a TV series rather than a movie. Uh, but it's on, and I can very easily watch it. It's on Netflix. It just dropped. It's called The Good Girls, or just Good Girls, Sorry. Yeah. Which is uh, these three suburban the mums decide to uh, rob a shopping ma uh, a supermarket and. Uh, grocery store, sorry, and just everything from there falls apart. I watched the trailer and got really excited. And I was like, we have to watch this, and I clicked play, and then it was like, play season one, and I was like, "Uh, TV show, fuck off. That's Don't have time for TV every show. That's time, yeah. right? Uh, and, and it sucks, because it looks really great. I'm gonna get to it the moment I watch Glow season two or something. I need...
0: I need to see, I need to finish Glow season one. You haven't finished season
1: one, because well, I was watching
0: with other people, and then we got, like, mixed up, and we haven't sat and watched.
1: Uh, like- other people suck. Anyway, so my top five uh, are all very very recent. Um, number five is uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I just haven't That's gotten such around a to good
0: it. Tra- it's a very long trailer. movie. You
1: need to spare three hours, which but, is exactly why I haven't watched um, it the yet. The trailers,
0: really, the use of a
1: Kanye West song was
0: excellent. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent.
1: Um, and number four is Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. So good. I, yeah. I, I
0: think the movie is a flawed gem. Okay, I think there's a lot of stuff wrong with uh, it, 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 but it's also really great. It was it's a really great much trailer on
1: the brink of watching it. Um, until I heard all the reviews, and I was like, eh, "I'll save my money, fuck it." Yeah. Um, yeah. Word of mouth really ruined me there, but yeah, really great trailer. Um, Dane DeHaan though, odd choice.
0: Uh yeah, he doesn't quite work. Yeah. Okay. I don't cool. Think so.
1: Um. Uh. Number three is Coco. Yep. Uh. I I generally I only just watched Moana he's recently. Do so really
0: great. Trailers as well. They They're do. Very they, solid,
1: non spoilery trailers. Coco was one that I was hesitant about watching and I didn't watch it in cinemas specifically because I love the Book of Life so much. But then I heard so many great things about Coco and I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised it's yeah. Pixar. I'll get around to it. um well, What am I up to? Number two is A Quiet Place. Yes. Just in cinemas and I missed it by that much. But yeah, great fucking trailer. Really. Doesn't tense.
0: spoil a lot at all, even though it shows stuff but you only understand in the context of the
1: movie. That's Like great. Hereditary,
0: which I really yeah. kind of appreciate.
1: Uh, and my number one, which is probably the one I'm, I'm most upset about missing it in cinemas, it's going to be a while until it's released, Rampage. Really? <laughs> yes, that movie looked so fucking stupid. Oh my God, I need it in my life. But unfortunately, I missed it in cinemas. And to be fair, I don't think it is a movie I would want to watch in cinemas, unless I was watching it in a drive-in with a bunch of friends. Uh, but... Yeah, I have no shame. Ugh. Rampage is my number one. Fuck you. You're not going to see Skyscraper? Skyscraper's not on your list? No, Skyscraper, I feel like, is too Die Hard. The trailer sold too much Die Hard to me, and I'm like, look, if I want to watch Die Hard, I'll watch see, die me, hard i watch Die Hard with got, Avengers, To me, I
0: got Towering Inferno
1: vibes. Yeah. So <laughs> so you, apparently, those are the two movies that uh, are just- Towering Inferno, I thought, until I saw the trailer, and then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's Die Hard. It's Die wanted- Hard with the Rock. Have you seen the poster? There's a There's a Die Hard poster.
0: And he did a towering Inferno poster. Oh, he did he? Did too. That oh, was the okay. whole
1: point. I'm going to Google while we um, talk.
0: But yeah, that's a good that's a good place to end. Uh, if you If you like this, please tell people about this podcast and share it around. We want to beat the other movie podcast. Yeah, God, they on fucking network. suck, don't they? They're terrible. Jeez, uh. Second take on that'snotcannonproductions. Com. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll
1: plug you- them as the worst podcast ever.
0: Yes. Uh, if you, uh, if you find us on uh, tw- Twitter and Instagram at picture ranges and email us, we've got a horror month coming down the track. And if you want to suggest our mystery, our, um, uh, it's only a, topic, a mystery because we haven't decided, we haven't decided, what, decided what, is yet. It? It'll be a topic that we haven't decided on. If you want to pick a franchise or a movie or a horror related topic, email us at motionpictureangers at gmail.com. And we'll we'll plug you if you have stuff to plug in the episode. We yeah. have we have a reasonable number of subscribers yeah. every week.
1: Just not enough.
0: Just not enough. Um, and I think that's everything. Oh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, follow me at Shane M underscore Anderson.
1: Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at The um, And uh,
0: thank you guys for listening. And we shall see you again, hopefully, with Josh, which Josh will be back from the dead. We'll get the witch doctor yeah. there. might chart. We, we might have to
1: do it ourselves, you yeah, know. Yeah, a bit of a dodgy sturdy. one.
0: Yeah, but I we had practice with you and it yeah. seems to have stuck for the most part. For the most part. For the most part. Uh, so we shall see you guys next week. Thank you. Right, you. Tablet off and up to bed. No, I never go to bed this early now. I'm not even tired, I promise. Make it easy on yourself, John, and just let her stay up. No, we said we're getting back to the usual routine. Looks like I have to be the bad guy. Again. Five more minutes, please.
1: Remember what we agreed about a routine? You can finish watching that tomorrow.
0: It takes a hero to be the bad guy. Healthy routines start with sleep. So get bedtime back on track and start your kids on the way to a healthier life. For more ways to start, visit makeastart.ie. Brought to you by Safe Food, the HSE in Healthy Ireland.
1: Refresh your career with Griffith College. Choose for a range of over 100 part-time online and blended courses to flexibly build your future. Dublin, Cork, Limerick. Visit griffith.ie.